You're listening to Art of the Flow. Why are we doing this episode? Why aren't we doing a show on water maintenance? Blah. <laughs> that is getting pushed to the side. <laughs> I, I'm... It's frustrating. We could we could help everybody out with a water maintenance episode. That's what we planned on doing, but we're changing topics today. Mm-hmm. Why? Because at some point, amoral behavior <laughs> needs to be called out. At some point, community needs to publicly say, no, it's not right. This is what the community stands for, and, and we're not going to support it. <sighs> I think the public should be made aware it's... of companies' business practices before choosing to go into business with them. And I think that's why we need to make this episode. I also think that there is a chance that we could right the wrongs of of what's going on, too. What do you think? You know, I agree. Um, And we've talked about this in the past, in past episodes, that when you purchase a tank, you are actually purchasing a relationship, I think is how you put it. And it is very important to choose that wisely. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you're new to the industry, yeah, um, doing research is of utmost importance. Right. (sighs) <sighs> All right. Well, um, let's do it. It's tough. <clears throat> Cue intro music. And welcome to Art of the Float, the podcast where float centers thrive. This is our weekly podcast that tells our stories of running a float center. We give tips on starting and running a float center. You can find us on Facebook at Art of the Float. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Artful Floating. And join the conversation about any topics we cover by leaving a speak pipe on artofthefloat.com where you can find show notes, links, and pictures about uh, anything that we talk about today. I'm Dylan, uh, one of your co-hosts here. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon. And as always, I'm joined by Amy of Float Nashville. Hi, Amy. Hey, y'all. And, uh, Hi. How you, <laughs> how you doing? Me? All fired up. I'm a little fired up. Might be a little fired up. Yeah. Uh, I think it's an important episode. Just a little bit. I'd rather be doing other things. Yeah. Um, Lance is not going to be with us tonight. He is, it sounds like, working late um, in, uh, at the float shack, getting his float tanks back up. Um, and so I'm sure we'll hear about that next week. But uh, we wish him Godspeed to get those tanks up and running for tomorrow mm-hmm. morning. Nothing like losing sleep, getting those, yeah. oh, those float tanks back up. Uh, it's a badge of honor, though. <laughs> I know that lights, feeling well. Right? As always, I want to give Good a shout him, out to though. Yeah, working <laughs> yeah. all through the night. Yeah, well, hopefully not. Hopefully he gets it locked in tonight, gets some sleep. But uh, I want to give a shout-out to FloatAway. Uh, you can find them at floataway.com. They're the makers of Tranquility Float Tanks, the Float Around, which can be both, actually. It can be open or closed float tanks. And um, I had, I think, the best float I've ever had at Liber, which was in a Float Around. It was actually the open tank was uh, the one I... I probably thought I had the best experience just because it was the, the first, my first float in one of them, but the closed float tank was also super awesome, and uh, I cannot recommend it enough. If you want to just go big and go with something amazing, that's just going to knock people's socks off and provide a truly wonderful float, uh, the float around is what you should go for. And if we had the square footage, that's what we'd be doing because they are phenomenal. And I, I hope you uh, hope you get to try one at some point. Again, uh, www.floataway.com if you want to check out their float tanks. Oh, so um, I think the topic of today's show is pretty obvious. There's some controversy on float facilitators that came up uh, today. Um, 
where uh, there was a gentleman who posted a picture of um, a, a cease and desist letter saying that their, uh, what do you call it, term was was being, their brand name was being <laughs> used maliciously. Um, uh-huh. we'll, we'll get that to that in a little mm-hmm. bit. But um, when all this came up, it, it really reminded me of some stuff that I dealt with uh, a couple of years ago, actually, regarding the same party. And I just, I feel like this would be a good time to air that out because I think it was uh, pretty interesting. It was a little telling. And uh, of course, this is all just my opinion. This is my story. Um, uh, memories change, etc. So, you know, take it, take it for what it's worth. Um, but uh, back in, I'm sure if you go to the first blog post I did, it was in June of 2013. At least I'm pretty sure that's right. My buddy Brian and I, um, who helps produce the show here, uh, decided to publish a blog about floating every single week. And I would write it, he would edit it, maintain the website, and we actually managed to pull that off. I don't know if you've ever tried to do something weekly, Amy, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, pretty... <laughs> it's hard, man. Right? It's, it's tough to do. We, Yeah, meeting meeting for this podcast every week isn't necessarily easy, and... and, um, and uh, Writing something that I felt was worthwhile every week was difficult as well. But anyway, I, I don't know why I'm going on about that. But anyway, we managed to do it. And um, again, if you look at the timeline of those posts, they start to peter out around August of 2014, which is right around the float conference time. And uh, I, I did manage to get a few posts out, but overall, there was a large gap in content. And uh, I experienced some extreme writer's block around that time, and uh, I also had a lot of sleepless nights. I was tossing and turning a lot, which is something that I'm apt to do when I, I have something that I think is really important on my mind. Um, and uh, I kind of wanted to just share a, a quick story of why I believe I was having those issues. Um, and uh, so um, a lot of this episode is about. Um, uh, True Rest, the company True Rest, and about uh, Nick Janicki, who owns that company. So, in um, at the 2014 float conference, a lot of his crew popped into the our business and wanted a tour, which was super cool, great. Um, and I asked Nick if I could steal his ear for a bit and ask him about some, uh, basically some, I don't know, shadows, some dark stuff from his business's past, or at least perception of it. Um, to put on my blog and he was completely willing to uh he and his wife and i sat in a room for probably an hour and he shared everything about the history of true rest and i mean if if you're not aware the conception is that he quote unquote stole somebody else's float tank design and he was very clear about him meeting particular requirements so that it was not stealing that there have to be a certain number of changes in a in a design and he he clearly knew this stuff very well and um was seemed to me comfortable with it and um and and we we went over all sorts of things on like was he paying for uh, Facebook likes or, or YouTube likes, and he told me he wasn't paying for Facebook likes. He didn't answer me about YouTube, but you know, whatever. And um, the, the point is that he was completely clear, articulate, and gave me so many answers that were, um, I felt just very, 
uh, I mean, it's hard to say unbiased because obviously, obviously it would end up coming through me, but it just felt very clear and with a clear point of view of why he was doing things. Um, at the very end of our conversation, we uh, stood out on, on the porch and he asked me if I would have made the same choices he made in, in his situation. And I, I pretty clearly said, you know, I've never had to deal with the the amount of money on the table that he he was dealing with like i i can't even imagine making those kind of business decisions with that amount of money um but then i told him no i wouldn't have made those decisions i i hold myself to a different standard and that's simply not how i would behave and while i can't definitively say that's true because i've never dealt with that amount of money um i feel like i know myself and i feel like i know that uh, even with that amount of money on the table i would go about things differently I left that conversation kind of surprised how positive I felt about it. Um, talked to Sandra about it and started writing up an article on it and felt good. Um, but uh, shortly thereafter, um, I got an email from Nick saying that he felt cornered during our conversation and that he felt like the conversation was polite harassment. Um, and, uh, I was really taken aback by that. I, I don't f feel like I ever want to do that to somebody. I don't ever want to, um, make somebody feel that way. And I mean, I definitely believe that if somebody feels a particular way based off what you said, that would, that that's on, on me if, if they feel that way. So I want to take ownership of that communication for making somebody feel that way. I think that's important that we, we, uh, kind of run ourselves that way because if, if I just said it was on him then um, then I can't do anything to fix it but <laughs> with that being said um, I started kind of reading between the lines and this is all my own personal opinion and uh, I started thinking these were the setup statements to uh, charge me with slander if I wrote something and suddenly I felt uh, very intimidated for uh, writing an article, even though I was given permission to talk about everything we talked about within that hour. Um, feeling cornered, feeling harassed, that, that's, a, that's a setup for um, fighting back against something that I would, I would say. I don't think it was going to be as bad as he thinks it was going to be. I think, um, particularly back then, I felt my job was very much to be objective and report things as opposed to give opinions, unless it was an opinion piece. Um, but, uh, uh, but, but be that as it may, Sandra and I had so many fights about this. I had internal fights about this, about whether I publish or not. Um, Sandra's fear is that, A, particularly when I was doing the blog, everybody thinks the blog is written by both of us just because we're a couple, we run the float shop together. And so she, we'd go to the float conference. People would be thanking her for the pot, uh, for the blog or, you know, um, congratulating her, whatever on, on the, the blog. So she felt like that was indicting her into all of this. And then we felt like, so this is guy clearly has way more money than we play with. If he wants to sue us, we don't have a dime to fight this guy. So, um, in the end, through many, many sleepless nights, uh, we decided not to, or at least I just eventually gave up on it. I, I don't know if that I ever made a clear decision, but eventually it just kind of faded away. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that's, I just wanted to share that story. It's just sat in my chest for a very long time, or honestly, I felt like more that it was on my back. And, um, 
I, I don't necessarily need to share all the details of, of what we talked about, but I just wanted to put that out there. I feel like this was a good time to talk about it. And for any of, of people who, anybody who has been following the blog for a long time, that, that had a lot to do with um, writer's block and uh, not, not posting during that time. And honestly, being really feeling disenfranchised with the industry. Um, particularly because I was also hearing things from other people about uh, business practices that uh, didn't quite seem on the up and up, and it was just all making me feel so bad. I felt like I had a voice with the blog, but was stifling myself from sharing because of uh, some, mainly the, the idea of being sued, but I think also of potentially like burning bridges, that kind of thing of within the community. Um, so, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that story. Do you have any questions on that or anything, Amy? No, I think you put it together uh, and said it very succinctly. Um, and I know that was tough for you to put out there tonight. So um, I hope it was uh, taken with the uh, with the intention uh, of what it was given. Um, sure. For well, sure. It was hard for you to share, but it was it's it's important. Like at this point, um, considering the topic that we're about to cover here, um, it feels a lot easier tonight. And um, it's due to a letter that I will um, post here. It's uh, to the business Float Harder. It's from FloatPod. Uh, I believe that's a trademark symbol. To whom it may concern, we have discovered that your company has been using the trademark quote-unquote FloatPod in association with the marketing or scale of your products and services. Excuse me, marketing or sale of your products and services. Please be advised that quote-unquote FloatPod uh, in parentheses, the quote-unquote mark, is a registered trademark of our company. It is clear your use of the trademark is intended to, and actually does, in uh, quotes, or excuse me, parentheses, confuse and misdirect customers seeking our goods and services. This activity is actionable under federal law and causes you to be liable to us in every state in which you have made sales. Your activities are unlawful and constitute un- unfair competition. Intentional trademark infringement trademark delusion, and false designation of origin. We are demanding that you immediately stop using the mark or any other name or mark confusingly similar. If you promptly contact us and provide written assurance that you have taken steps to discontinue such use, we will not pursue this matter further and will not assert any claim against you for money damages. You must provide us with acceptable response before May 30th of 2016 in order to avoid possible legal action against you. Very truly yours, signed Jim Pierce, CFO, uh, Chief Financial Officer, FloatPod Technologies. Uh, gives their address, phone number, and floatpod.com. <sighs> so that was posted on Facebook uh, yesterday. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, the community, for the most part, I, I would say the vast majority, has not responded very well to it. I think there's a lot to talk about with this letter. But uh, what, are you, what are your first thoughts, Amy? Um, well, my first thoughts, actually, I have a question. You may or may not know the answer, Dylan. Um, it was revealed in the comments that uh, the poster of this letter was not the only one to receive it. That's correct. Um, that there were several out there. Do we know how many people received it? And was it the exact same letter for everyone? I couldn't verify you know any of that information. That um, I'd be surprised if they wrote gotcha. different ones for everybody. But there have been multiple centers, yeah. apparently, that this has gone out to. Yeah. Please. I, I think, yeah, I think the the my first thought is I find it interesting that the that it was written by the CFO um, mm. and not a lawyer, which mm. um, is interesting. Um, and really, the reality of it is the letter raises a, a lot more questions for me than even um, 
I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> really, the letter raises more questions to me than it than anything else. Okay. Um, I find it interesting. Well, let let's start with just simply the verbiage in the letter itself. Um, I think we can start talking about some bigger concept ideas, but what do you think about the language used in this letter? Well, it's very aggressive language. Why, why uh, like you... I said, it's so aggressive and it's almost overdone. Well, I, I find it interesting. So if I received one of these letters, mm-hmm. my first response would be, ah, start writing down questions because before I do exactly what they say, I, I need to understand it more. Um, for example, um, particularly the line, it is clear your use of the trademark is intended to and actually does confuse and misdirect customers seeking our goods and services. Well, I would like to know exactly how that's clear. Um, uh-huh. I would like them to spell that out, um, especially if everybody has gotten that, because um, I don't know about y'all, but I'm pretty sure a lot of us don't sit around thinking about FloatPod um, every day uh, when we're writing our, our copy. Uh-huh. Um, FloatPod, I don't know about you. So here's another interesting thing that's <laughs> no. been brought up, and it's true, and I've been thinking about this a lot. Yeah, I, I do refer to the tanks as pods, and I have since I've, uh, I've heard that referred to uh, uh, since I've started floating, which was uh, I've been floating for about 20 years now. Um, so that, number one, just feels a little, uh, feels a little aggressive for, for a word that is mm-hmm. very common in our vernacular mm-hmm. as the flow community. To say um, it and was I have intended to, to yeah. confuse yeah, that and it was, misdirect. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that is that, a great that's, question. That feels aggressive. <laughs> and, that feel, and, I would, and I would question, the first thing I'd be like, well, I would like to know how that's clear. Um, because I have a feeling that the people who received this letter are probably very confused about how that's clear. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, and, and as an outsider, and maybe it's none of my business, but still, I would, I'm curious how it's clear because I, I know uh, the gentleman who uh, who this was who posted this, oh. and I've looked over his site, and I'm trying to figure out. Uh, it's not clear to me. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a, a possible learning experience, perhaps. Um, but <laughs> for, it is for Jim Pierce on how to write a letter, or for us. Uh, uh, learning, yeah, learning as far as um, oh well, perhaps uh, there's something I'm missing in the cop in our copywriting ah, that uh, <laughs> that is being misinterpreted uh, that needs to be changed, or maybe not. But either right. way, it's, right. it, it does raise a lot of questions, and it feels very aggressive. I mean, that's a that's a pretty big accusation yeah. to um, to put in a letter that starts with "to whom it may concern." <laughs> right and ends with very truly yours which um yeah. did make me <laughs> chuckle I, I didn't notice that till i read it out loud um but uh yeah so ask are they can you just write a letter back saying please explain how we did this how we showed mm, intent why not okay cool. <laughs> why not why, why wouldn't you i would nice. um because they're accusing me of some stuff um i would want to know personally yeah um, and then they're talking about how they're trademarked. Well, there's lots of different types of trademarks and lots of different levels. Um, and they don't explain any of that. I would, I would like to know who did the review of their trademark. Um, I would like to know the scope of their trademark. And this is stuff that, you know, they should, they should be gracious enough to answer. I mean, this is nothing, not asking them uh, or being a, you know, aggressive back. I mean, these are questions that they should be happy to answer and they should be public record anyway. I mean, um, 
you know, the, this should not be very difficult or, <laughs> uh, you know, they shouldn't object to it. They should know exactly what their trademark is and the scope sure. and be able to tell us who reviewed it. That's uh, should not be taken in a bad way. Well, um, well, is this the kind of communication that you expect from our float community? <laughs> No, uh, no. And, you know, this is interesting because I did ask uh, the gentleman who posted this. I said, is this the first time they've contacted you? Have you ever heard of uh, any? Have uh-huh. you gotten like, uh, have they contacted you before? Have they said to you before, hey, you know, uh, we noticed you're using this. Not sure if you know, but this is what's happened. Because then I can see if, you know, if, if he was contacted before and then he just pretty much ignored him and continued to use it and there was no communication, then they hit him with this. Well, you know, okay, so they tried it already. He refused to listen right. to them. Yeah. Um, and then they hit him with this. Yeah. But he said that he had never been contacted before. <laughs> this is the first he's heard of it. It was kind of out of the blue. It felt, mm-hmm. it was uh, quite a shock. Um, I, like uh, I said, the letter just brings up so many questions. I So, no, this is not something – this is not a letter that I would expect. But that said – all right, I'm going to bring this up because I think it's important. Okay. What they're doing is legal. They are – everything they're doing is within their rights. Okay. Um, it's – you know, this is – the float industry is is a little different mm-hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked in nonprofit for ten years. I actually worked in manufacturing for another um, twelve years. Um, and I've seen letters like this, and it's kind of a normal thing in the corporate world. Um, I think what was a shock is we are such a different community where, a pretty tight knit community, and this is such aggressive wording. But the reality of it is, folks, we do have to remember it is legal for them to do this. the The fact that they have trademarked it is not illegal. The fact that they are protecting their trademarked um, goods is not illegal. Mm-hmm. But it sure feels like shit to receive a letter like this, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think necessarily that they should just lie down and take it without questioning or without doing productive action to learn more and to open those lines of communication and to find out why was this done this way? I don't think there's anything wrong with questioning that or with looking further into um, what really is going on. Mm -hmm. I like it. Um, you know, just in the way that it's communicated, I think most of us were raised to work it out with each other before you tell your parents or the teacher, you know, like talk, work it out with your peers before you go to the authority, basically. Mm -hmm. And any boss will say the same thing, like try to work it out with your coworker before you come to me. Pretty standard, uh, managing, but this is going right to the teacher first, uh, going, going right to the legal system instead of just having a conversation, which is, come on guys, we're, we're a small community here. And Nick is the guy yeah. who's who's been who every time he gives a speech, it says, you know, we, I was here in the in the float conference when it was, you know, 20 people or whatever. I was there since the beginning. Well, then don't you get how we communicate at this point? Don't you get that we're a small group here that we support each other? Um, this is not the actions of somebody who's part of this community, in my opinion. And and the reality of it is, I, I what kind of confounds me is that. Um, yeah, if you if you do talk one on one to people, I think a lot of people would be willing to talk more about it and maybe even see your way. Mm-hmm. 
so it is kind of sad that we got to this point. This isn't even legal action, Dylan. I just want to just want to oh, say, thanks. remember, yeah, this is right. written by you're the right. CFO. Uh, threatening legal um, action. It's, yeah, it's yeah, threatening legal action because you know, ca- taking lawyers, lawyers to write all these letters cost some money. So mm-hmm. um, I think they're just trying to. Um, I don't know. My perception is they're trying to save some money and get some people without having to to take some legal action, perhaps. Yeah, yeah when I um, receive C&Ds, I, it does come with the references to what laws or copyrights I'm breaking. Yeah. This doesn't have any references to that. Um, yeah, yeah and, so it's not really legal action. Uh, and within the Flow community, I've, I have met people who wanted to use the Flow Shop name, and I've just verbally talked to them, and everything's been fantastic. We, like... I, I want to say we ended things on good terms. Like our relationship wasn't over. That was just the beginning. You know, it was this conversation. That's yeah. an opportunity to make friends. And, and it's gone the other way around as well uh, for various projects. It, it doesn't have to be uh, something so cold. But, you know, the argument could simply be, uh, well, I don't want to pick up the phone. Well, I mean, honestly, how many people use this term? It's been around for quite some time. So that'd be a lot of picking up the phone. But even the letter itself could be warmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a um, fear it, tactic, in my opinion. Right, it is. Yeah, that's what that's what it appears to be, um, and that's what they choose. And I think we do have to understand. My my concern is the community that I'm, the things that I'm seeing on the, um, on, on the Facebook groups. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a big fan of. We can sit around and get upset about this, but I don't know about y'all. But I'm running my business. I'm working 120 hours a week. And so every little bit of time that I have, I want it to count for something. Mm. And because they are within their legal right and they're doing something that is very common in the corporate world, Mm -hmm. um, my first thought is, first, I want to get some answers to my questions. And then I want to find some actionable things that we can do to at least let it to either explore what they're saying to us, explore what kind of trademark they have, you know, look forward into look uh further into that or you know write some letters and that sort of thing but let's not you know let's not attack them personally mm-hmm. this is this sh- it shouldn't be that way because even if we can't hold them to a standard that we feel that they should be held to because we can't by the way they set their own standards mm-hmm. we can't change that we can take this time to look at ourselves and decide what standards are we going to hold for us yeah yeah how how hard are we going to work? How are we going to uh, approach other people in our industry, our colleagues? How are, and and by the way, these people are our colleagues. Right. How are we going to approach this? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some, some of these things are very hurtful, for sure. I totally get it, and I my heart aches for the people who are receiving these letters because boy, that is a kick in the um, well, kick in the face. How about I put it that way? Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, it sure feels like that, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> but this is an opportunity instead of a reaction to actually sitting back and creating, um, creating what we want in this situation. And I, 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 I I'm afraid like that. that we're, yeah. Sorry, you're I'm afraid, afraid that we're just getting a little bit uh, crazy sometimes. Yeah, Not all the time. I, but... I hear what you're saying. I, I do see that this is a place where we can draw a line in the sand and say, no, this behavior is not acceptable. You are not okay being part of this community if this is how you want to behave not cool now am, am i saying every time somebody sends a and d to somebody else it should be posted on facebook and should be villainized absolutely not but i we're not talking about a gray area here we're not talking about well ho hum ho hum is it right is it wrong 
this is a very clear in <laughs> in my opinion and, and of many of the people uh on facebook or float tank facilitators float facilitators mm-hmm. uh opinion that this is not moral this this isn't community oriented this is self-serving and potentially building a brand based off a generic term every something that everybody else was using and then using that to further your brand and then stopping everybody else so so a, a brand organically grew brand quote unquote because it was public uh common property mm-hmm. or public property and then and then uh registering that so i think um I think this is an opportunity to, even if it's not legally, uh, as a community, morally say no. When when you do these things and there's a history of it, it just, uh, oof, it frustrates me so much. Um, yeah. So I, I want to talk about, you said they, they have their other legal rights. Do they have, is FloatPod trademarkable? Well, according to them, it is. And I know that uh, someone has found their trademark. Now, once again, like I said earlier, there's lots of different levels of trademarks, lots of different types of trademarks. So that cover different things. And, you know, if you look over the last few years, because of the age, the digital age that we're in right now, the government has been narrowing the scope of trademarks uh, to a degree. Um you know, there are instead of like, you know, used to be like, OK, float pod, you can't use it anywhere. You can't do anything. You know, th- those kind of trademarks, they seem to be, at least in my opinion, they seem to be a lot more um, broad in the past. But I see things getting a little bit more um, tight, the scope of uh, of the trademark tightening as we go forward. So there's a lot of things. Something's not either trademarked or it's not. There's lots of nuances. And that's obviously something that I'm not. I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a trademark lawyer. Um, that is not my uh, that's not my forte. But I, I do know that there might be some ways to investigate there. Is it trademarkable? Well, they did get some sort of trademark on it. So someone yeah, somewhere if, thought if, it was. If nobody's trademarked it, you can... You can basically trade yeah. anything for sure. But you then, can you can give it a try. I, yeah, you, you but, can. But that but, but, but you know there are some things that aren't trademarkable. That doesn't mean that they're going to give you free reign necessarily. Right. That just because you have oh, a trademark, okay. it's free reign and it's broad and nobody can ever say utter those words again. Right. Well, that's um, something that I've that's kind of been I've been educated on by this group recently. Mm-hmm. Is that even if something did become a trademark, that doesn't mean it can permanently be a trademark because it's mm-hmm. possible that there just wasn't enough awareness during its approval of it being say a generic terms like the the joke i've seen a lot is i'm going to trademark float center or you know there's there's just trademark uh float tank float tank oh yeah float tank's been the, the best <laughs> one yeah the, yeah <laughs> got a trademark float tank now obviously you'd be an asshole if you did that but also you would be banking on a generic term and so the question is has the word the question to me, and, and I don't know the legalese of it by all means, but it seems to be the case that uh, if float pod has been used as a generic term to describe float tanks in the past, then it shouldn't be brandable. Is that is that true or not? I have no, idea. Have no idea. That's okay. way outside my that's okay. way outside my my scope. I honestly don't know. Okay. Um, but that brings up another part of this letter where it says, um, we're demanding that you immediately stop using the mark or any other name or mark confusingly similar. <laughs> well, so it, once if once it uses the word float letter, pod. <laughs> well, but, but you know that it's, it's a, it's a, it's a question that, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying I can't use anything. This is your, this is the words. Name or mark confusingly similar. I would once again ask for, I want a list then. What do you consider? I want a list of every single 
phrase that you consider confusingly similar. What does that mean? There's there's lots of pods. Escape pod. So that's not confusingly similar. So what is? Um, there's lots of pods out there. Yeah. So there's some confusing things that to me don't make sense and require further questioning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as those answers come out, I think we're all going to learn a lot from this process. Um, we are a young uh, <laughs> right. industry uh, and we do, you know, we aren't experts in this. So I think, I think this is going to be a hard process, but I think we're going to learn a lot and um, go forward better armed to protect ourselves and um, be better uh, parts of our community. Cool. I, I certainly hope that is what comes of this. Let's see here. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I do want to... Well, shoot, there's, there's a couple things here. Here's, here's a, an interesting one. is Going back to the idea of the, has the trademark float pod been used generically in the past? Yes, it has. I went to the FTA website, or at least I Googled it, and they said it's been uh, the term float room slash pod has. It, it, I mean, they described it on the website, and that was posted in October of 2012. That's uh, a full year before it was trademarked. So it was at least a generalized term mm-hmm. back then. But another really interesting one is there's a video uh, by Nick Janicki and Alden Witty. Um, where they um, talk about the 10 reasons they have no competition. And they talk about uh, how amazing their float tank is and how it uh, outperforms all other float tanks. Uh, admittedly, or at least, I guess I don't have to admit anything, most of what they claim is done by other float tanks or pods or uh, rooms, <laughs> whatever term you want to use. Um, but uh, <laughs> But the really interesting one, I believe, is number... Eight. And uh, if you um, want to go to artofthefloat.com, you can go ahead and check this out. But um, what did we decide it was? Five. Um, uh, shoot. It's uh, time mark 532 or 534? 534. Yeah. If you go to 534, you can actually see Nick using the term um, float pod in a generic sense. So he's not, um, he, he's not talking about his brand of float pod he's talking about being the only float pods in the u.s that most float pods come from out of the country his is the first to be made in the united states i don't know if that's a true statement or not or if other float pods are actually being made in the u.s or not that's not really what i'm here to say what i'm here to say is that a he's using it as a generic term i don't know how you can use that as a brand when you're using it as a generic term but the other one other part of it is that was posted in february of 2013 long before he registered it uh, for himself. So I'd be really interested to hear what he has to say about that. Yeah, I'd be curious. Uh, uh, particularly when, well, well, we'll get to this at the end of the show, but um, it seems like there, there might be a way to retract uh, this trademark. So uh, we'll, we'll get to that later. But um, I found that very interesting. Um, something else, and Amy, I mean, th- these are this is just my opinion, so I want to hear your opinion on this as well, but I think in this particular situation, not everybody is going to stand together, and I think um, mm-hmm. what we're going to see is that people are going to describe a gray area, that this, is, uh, this isn't so bad, that this is how things are done in the big world, <laughs> in big business. Um, I think you're going to see people 
put in any amount of question mark on this, kind of like what the tobacco industry did, which is as long as there's any question about it, then you can't really fight it. So they're going to put question marks in your head about whether this really is a poor decision or not. And so I would encourage, um, I would encourage people to ask the leaders of the industry to to stand up for what's right here, and whether it's legal or if it's just moral. Uh, we are a community. Let's let's do this together. Gosh, even uh, at the float conference, there's I, I'll have to find the link. I'll, I'll post it on uh, the show notes. But uh, Graham and Ashcon talk about uh, how important it is not to build fences. That it's so important to take care of your people. And um, I, I even think there's a conference where they talk about looking out for our. The only thing we have to fear is the company that has. Um, uh, tons of money and and not the heart that we have so i do have a fear that this this could be the case with this one but um uh please ask ask for the pillars of the community to to stand for this and and if they're not know that there are probably some allegiances going on and fears of burning bridges and good news is i I don't really have any bridges to burn (laughs) there's not uh (laughs) i'm i'm I own a small business and and run a podcast. It's pretty great. So I can I kind of get to say what I want to say and and just say it as my opinion and if you agree with it, that's fantastic. More so than anything, I just want you to I want people to think. And so um I don't necessarily want you to take my opinion, but I I want you to take what we have to say to further your own thought processes and just to be conscious and think. So hopefully um that's the case. But um yeah, the good news again is that I just I just get to put this out there, so um, I'm yeah. I'm kind of excited about that. But uh, I, I think at a certain point, you got to stand for something. You got to set your feet into the ground and stand for something. And this feels like one of those times where it's like enough bullshit here, enough hearing all these people talking shit all the time, uh, and you know nobody wants to say anything publicly. Everybody's worried about burning a bridge. Um, everybody worries about being PC. And at a certain point, you got to say enough is enough. Enough. I want to talk about this. This is how I feel. This is what I've heard. This is what I have documented. It's out there. So um, hopefully some people appreciate that. I don't know that that people will, but but we'll see. (laughs) Do you have any thoughts on any of that so far? So, please. So, what they're, (laughs) you know, I I know that I, I, I'm not trying to be PC. This is really how I feel. I, (laughs) I, I'm very pro business. And, you know, once again, do I like what they're doing? Do I think it's the right way to approach it? Uh, No, Um, but they're doing, they're being a business and they're doing what they feel is right. And they're doing what they think is right. And I, I hope I I don't, yeah, it's true. That doesn't mean once again, that you shouldn't be questioning things that you shouldn't be opening conversation. I hope that if this is handled correctly, that this does open conversation Mm -hmm. uh, because the reality of it is our industry is changing and there is going to be a split Mm -hmm. and people are going to, there's going to be people in our industry who don't feel the same way as other people. Mm -hmm. But if we can find a way to coexist somewhat peacefully and that if these things come up, that we can have open conversation before we uh, uh, send out the, the letters like this, the aggressive letters, um, it would be pretty freaking cool. Uh, but, but it, it is business that doesn't, once again, I feel so bad for the people who receive these letters. I'm sure they feel like they've just been kicked in the gut 
it's a horrible thing to receive. I'm sure it's a scary thing, especially um, the gentleman who posted this on Flow Facilitators is saying, look, I've only been around five, what did I say five weeks? He's only been around five weeks. It's, he's new. Um, and I remember, I don't know about you, but I remember my first five weeks. I didn't sleep. <laughs> yeah. I was exhausted. I was stressed because I didn't know how I was going to pay bills the next <laughs> month. And now he has this dropped in his lap. Um, but I want to see us handle it well. I want to see us handle it in a way that is appropriate and that is... Um, that does not build walls because yeah okay so maybe they're building walls but once again it comes down to we can't change them yep. the only people we can change are us that's true it, the only people we can be we can continue to be open to it we can continue to question um but we got to make sure we're not doing it with the wrong intention with a lot of anger we got to make sure we're not doing it with personal attacks you know well, who cares I, if we like you know what i don't like everybody in this world it's true but, <laughs> and whether i like them or not um we still got to be careful. And I, by the way, Dylan, I'm not saying you made a personal attack. <laughs> well, no, no, no. That, that's uh, oh, I'm, okay. I'm just saying you're saying we can't attack them, but in a way we can defend ourselves with this trademark right. issue. So like, so right. no, I, I think can't should... change how they do business. If they want to be dirty money grubbers, be a dirty money grubber, business going to business. Right. Awesome. But hey, you're going to step over this line and we have a legal defense and ability to stop it. Boom. I'm pushing out my hand and I'm stopping you from doing that and I'm not right. going to roll over. And that's something exactly. hopefully we can do as a community. Yeah, I think if you can be proactive, if you feel that you're being wronged and you're being proactive about it, and there are some really great resources that are being brought up that mm -hmm. um, if you are having issues with this, that you absolutely uh, should go and be proactive. I'm just saying, be mindful how you do it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm all for it. Cool. I do think you need to defend yourself. I do think you need to ask questions. I do think you need to fight back. Mm -hmm. But I'm seeing a lot of mudslinging out mm -hmm. there. Um, and sarcasm, which I totally get. That's a natural response. <laughs> right. I, you know, who I can't, I can't say anything against it. You should have heard some of the things that went through my brain when I saw it. But, <laughs> but I'm just asking the community to do it in a way that is, that is strong, that, uh, that is, um, respectful, mm -hmm. even when they're not respectful. Mm. I'm, I'm not saying don't be proactive. I'm just saying be mindful of how you do it because okay. they are within their rights. They are doing everything legal. And the, if you hate the system, then attack the system. Right. 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 Yeah. And there, well, there's two things. Well, f three, one is some sarcasm, <laughs> like Flopod, formerly known as Flopod, was just plain funny. That was just funny. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was and that's funny. a good LOL. But th <laughs> there, there are two things. One is you can vote with your wallet and you can vote yes. with your time. And so you don't have to give these people your time if they're not yeah. something uh, they don't stand for what you stand for and you don't have to give mm -hmm. them your money. So those are those well are said. two things right there where um, we do get to, you know, make a statement. Um, and the other one okay. is NOLO, uh, which sounds a lot to me like YOLO, uh, which is hilarious because there's a slight amount of uh, irony here. But um, when, with uh, NOLO, it looks like, and, and this is just kind of percolating in the group, but um, the opportunity to, um, I, I think, request a review of a trademark and potentially uh, bring it down. Uh, so it, it's, it, it can't actually be a trademark because it is a you know, tissue paper. It's a generic term. So um, I don't have a ton of information on that at the moment, but I will post a link to it in the show notes if anybody wants to take a peek. And um, I, for one, will be talking to the people who are interested in um, being part of this to make sure that it, it gets out there because uh, 
the term has at least been used since February of 2013 by Nick as a generic term. That much I have documented, but, um, oh, and October 2012 um, by the uh, FTA. So, um, and yeah. Dylan, could you get a screenshot of that and put that in the show notes as well? Just of, so that people can see it. Of what? On the FTA? Of the FTA? Oh, yeah. Uh, sure. Cool. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, and if anybody wants, just, um, I think just Google FloatPod. And probably, actually, you'd get there a little faster if you uh, searched uh, FTA FloatPod. But uh, it'll show the, the date that the page was posted. So, uh, yeah, my goodness. Um, there is something else really important, and I think you've been talking about this the whole time, but I just want to take a slightly different angle on it, which is um, the kindness part. Well, I may have ill feelings towards uh, some of the people at True Rest and may think that they don't have a sense of morality that I share. Um, I think that they treat people poorly um, outside of their business. There are people in that business who are awesome people. And that's actually something that's uh, difficult for me to see. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and, I, and I know I'm burning those bridges right, right now, which sucks, uh, because they have... Uh, people who truly are passionate about floating, about art, about community, um, who are on their payroll. And they shouldn't be thrown under the bus uh, because of the actions of, of these people. Um, in my opinion, they're, they're still people. Um, so that, that's my personal take on it. And I, I just don't want to, eh, like, like you were kind of talking about with the mudslinging, I, I think it should be, um, any frustration or any anger should be very clearly targeted towards uh, very particular decisions made, not generalized, and the individual should be more or less just kind of, kind of taken care of um, because they're they're not driving the boat. Do you have anything you want to add to that? Um, no, I think I think that's good. Okay. Um, I think I think I've said what I want to say, and uh, is is there <laughs> anything you want to add in general about this? I know it's a little bit of a shorter show, but. Um, some things that I, I, I felt needed to um, Yeah, all I want to say is the reality of it is, folks, this is probably something that's going to happen again and again. So, unfortunately, uh, Float Pod uh, is the first one to come out. So, they're the ones who kind of have to get discussed in this public forum. But um, I, I really hope that we use this as a learning experience and uh, an opportunity to look inside ourselves and decide uh, how we would how uh, how we go forward in the standards that we set for ourselves and the way that we interact with colleagues this is not the first time it's going to happen and and it's not always going to happen with big companies there's going to be there's going to mm-hmm. uh, be squabbles between smaller ones i know dylan's talked about sometimes that people might want to use float shop it happens mm-hmm. think now about how you deal with it so when it pops up um, you can handle it you're not reacting from an emotional standpoint, but you're reacting from a well-thought position because um, that's important. This is the way that we progress. This is the way that we maintain uh, the humanity and the the small business feel and the friendly feel that we've managed to um, that we've managed to hold on to so far. Um, I hope I hope there's always a bit of that in the mix <laughs> going so. forward. Oh, man, it's a special community that we have, and I want it to last this way as long as possible, man. I really, really do. Um, let's see here. I, I do want to give a 
the other shout out to our other sponsor, the Float Conference, where uh, they are not strangers to controversy, and there there have been a few controversial <laughs> moments at the conference, and and yeah, they don't they don't shy away from it. They I think they also really encourage dialogue, and um, so uh, Nick is going to be at this Float Conference, and if. Uh, <laughs> Something tells me there's going to be a lot of healthy dialogue at this float conference, and um, and I I like that the uh, float conference supports that. That um, yeah, all ideas are welcome. So uh, this is going to be a fun one to be at. You can check them out at floatconference.com. What is it? The 20th and 21st of August. Um, I believe that's right. I will be there, and um, I think you'll be there as well. Lance is going to be there. I will be, be there. Lance awesome. is going to be there. It'll be a it'll be a big party. It'll be good. <sighs> It's going to be a good time. We'll all be wearing our sweaters in the heat. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> are we, having, cool a, are we having our Christmas sweater in July <laughs> or a Christmas sweater in August party? I will do that. Absolutely. <laughs> um, cool, guys. Thanks so much for, for hearing my thoughts on this. As always, take it for what it's worth. Uh, please do your own research as well. Uh, use use your own noggin. That's it's all we got. Uh, so anyway, until next week, we'll be back with uh, water maintenance. Next week, you put us on that. Have a good week. You're listening to Art of the Float. 